you think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right, so this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. Harry Potter the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing. No planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the, the main highlights. That is the thing that we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Three Fates Decide. My name is Sam, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Mary and Liz. Say hello, ladies. Hi-yo. Hello. And welcome back. Uh, It's been about the time you listen to this, about two months uh, since we've posted a a show. Um, We took a little hiatus. I think the three of us all needed a bit of a break since we literally went for about recording wise a year and a half posting wise it was actually almost exactly a year uh straight so you know every once in a while everyone needs a break so but we're we're happy to be back and look forward to continuing on and for our first episode back from our hiatus wanted to tackle something that was huge in the media um, over the last two months, something that I became quite obsessed with. Right. Uh, uh, Mary, you know, followed a little bit and Liz, not much. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, apparently to some of our listeners, this topic was really interesting because the first time we talked about this last summer, um, we did, you know, an episode about this, and that episode is, like, currently our number one most downloaded episode. And that's yeah. probably because of what because of what's been happening the last two months is why it's our number one most downloaded episode. So I think this one will yeah. probably pop it. Yes, yes. So we are going to go over the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard Virginia defamation case. Uh, it was a six-week-long trial. Uh, started April 11th, and the verdict came out on June 1st, which, funnily enough, was Narcissistic Awareness Day. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry. <So. laughs> um, as most of you may know, if you listen to our first uh, episode on this topic and we didn't really go into much you know we kind of talked a little bit about the uk trial but didn't really deep dive into it i'm personally kind of deep diving into it now to kind of understand what happened um because obviously if if you know it's too (laughs) so in in the uk johnny depp sued the sun which is a tabloid in the uk for information because they called him a wife beater and he lost and the reason why he lost is because Amber was the star witness for the sun, where she brought all her mountain of evidence, as she says. And the judge basically found that 12 out of the 14 incidents, Johnny abused her. So Johnny, so that gave the son the right to call him a white beater. So a lot of pro-Amber 
people now are saying, well, he lost, you know, in Amber won in the UK and he, you know, Amber didn't win. Amber didn't win. Amber wasn't on trial. Amber was a witness. Also, court is different in the UK as opposed to in the US. One thing that is really big and it's actually kind of funny is hearsay is allowed in the UK. A lot of the evidence that Amber provided was things her friend said that she told them. Mm -hmm. So it's like they had not like her friend, uh, her friends had nothing to do with the incident, but because she told them about it, they could, you know, say their, their piece. They never saw anything, nothing, but that alone was enough. So it, it really was. And then it also kind of turns out that we have since found out that the high judge who has since uh, retired early um, had a connection to both Amber Heard and the son. Son. Uh, of course you did. A judge's son works for the management company of the son and is good friends with the um, guy who wrote the article, Dan Wooten. And then he was very close with someone close to Amber. So there was a lot of, uh, I guess, bias. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but we'll, we'll find out, I guess. Now, uh, Amber is actually possibly uh, under investigation for perjury in Australia and the UK. So we'll get into that a little bit more as we go. So, Well, she's also in trouble for smuggling the dogs in, period. Because for smuggling the dogs in, it's a federal offense in, in uh, Australia. And the reason why she's under for perjury is because since then there has been evidence that's, that shows that she knew she couldn't bring dogs. She lied saying she had no idea that she thought everything was taken care of. And there's now proof that that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But yeah. so in case you, you don't know, uh, Mary and I are our team Johnny. Um, Liz is kind of whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like a casual observer. I'm not like yeah, she, she super has invested no, in it. No, nothing. Me, she, like she I was said, not I invest- yeah. not invested at all, which is fine. That's totally fine. Exactly. Exactly. I am the one of the people that like, as it's going on, I actually started posting about it on TikTok and gained quite a few followers. When we did our TikTok episode, I think I had like a hundred and something. I have almost 400 followers now. Just nice. from posting about this court case. I'm going to lose them all now because I have nothing to talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Um, so pretty much what the, the court case was about was Johnny was suing Amber Heard for $50 million for the op-ed that she wrote at that got published in December of 2018. Um, it was on three counts. One was the title of the op-ed, the online version. Um, and then two quotes that are in op-ed itself that even though she doesn't say his name, it definitely implies that she's talking about him. So he's saying when that op-ed came out, he lost everything. Basically he got fired from Disney. That's when the son came out and called him a wife beater. Then he sued the son. He lost that. Then he lost fantastic beasts. And it was kind of like a snowball effect for him. He's, he's only done, I think, maybe one indie movie in the last, like, six years or so. Um, everyone dropped him except for Dior. Like, he, he did. He lost a, a ton. Amber 
was countersuing Johnny for a hundred million dollars, uh, which we found out in closing arguments, they came up with that because, well, he was suing for 50. So we figured we might as well just go for a hundred. That's what her attorney said. Oh my goodness. So it was just a BS number, which why her, would you admit that to the jury? Oh my God. Her attorney is an idiot. Oh my God. We'll get into Elaine. Oh, Elaine. Elaine. Elaine, Elaine, Elaine. Um, so she was countersuing because during the UK case, Johnny's attorney at the time, Adam Waldman, um, went to, it was the Daily Mail and had three quotes basically that she was suing about. Um, and she claimed that that caused defamation to her because suddenly things kind of stopped. She lost a lot of time in Aquaman 2. Her script was suddenly cut when it wasn't before. L'Oreal, you know, paused all of her stuff because they were getting threats. Um, the ACLU, like, it was, you know, she like came up with a, a whole bunch of stuff. So that's what the case basically was all about. We're not going to go through everything because I think we'd be here for five years. But yeah, we're, we're not um, going to do that. But we're going to no, hit the, um, the, the main highlights. Main highlights and the things that I think really were like the eye opener, like that people couldn't stop talking about, mm -hmm. um, I think are the important thing. So um, the first thing is that during opening statements, it's really the first time for us that we heard that there was any sexual assault, that he supposedly raped her with a bottle of vodka. First time I think anyone had heard that. I remember that was all over the news. Yeah, I was. That had I'd out. never heard that either until yeah. then. Like she didn't even mention it in the UK. Didn't mention it in the UK, like nothing. And so that kind of right there just, I think, really put it into perspective how this court case was going to go. Um, this court case was televised. It was on pretty much every single news outlets um youtube page there was court tv's youtube page law and crime youtube page like everybody under the sun ha was streaming uh, this this court case the reason why that happened everyone thought johnny was actually the one that requested it turned out the judge actually had it done because with you know it being a high profile case she wanted to try and cut down as many people coming to the courthouse as possible. So how do you get people to not come to the courthouse? Well, you get better seats at home watching it on your computer, or your TV, your smart TV or whatever than actually coming to the courthouse. So she was trying to kind of do crowd control. That was the whole point. So um, she's a smart woman. Uh, yeah, she was a smart woman. But the court was still packed, still packed every day. And every time Johnny would come in, everyone would wave to him. And every time he left, they would wave to him. Amber came in. No one did anything. What was really sweet, I thought, um, was every time Johnny came in, his whole team stood up. All the lawyers and everything stood up until he sat down. Amber would walk in. Her team barely paid attention to her. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. So some of the key things. So one of the very first um, people that 
or actually the first witness was Johnny's sister, who was kind of like a manager type person. And she really, you know, kind of went into how Johnny is a victim of physical abuse from their mother. And their mother would abuse, obviously, the kids and Johnny's father. Johnny's, and what Johnny would do is he would run and hide when something like that would happen. So this was, you know, if you, well, we'll get into it. But so that was kind of a key thing. I kind of want everyone to think of that. But she talked about, and it was brought up again when Kate James, um, Amber's former assistant, personal assistant, that Amber continuously called Johnny a boring old man. And Kate James made it a point that, like, Amber would complain that she didn't want to be home because Johnny and his friends were there and they were just a bunch of boring old men playing guitars and it wasn't interesting for her. So that's kind of like what, it's two people that kind of brought that to light that, and if you listen to a lot of the recordings, like, Amber's taunting is talking about how, you know, Johnny's older than her and he has more experience and, like, you know, so of course he knows this and that and whatever and blah, 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 blah. So, like, definitely was a thing for her um johnny seemed to smirk at that one one of johnny's uh witnesses gina duders is actually dismissed during her testimony because so what happened was amber's friend or girlfriend or whoever she is eve barlow who was sitting with amber's attorneys in the front row of the court and was live tweeting during the trial is a big no-no while gina was um on stand went to gina's instagram got a picture from like january of 2021 and cropped it so that you couldn't see the date and Mm -hmm. showed it to amber's attorneys and was like look like she's watched the court like she's watched the case or whatever and blah, blah 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 So they took it to the judge. The judge asked Gina, like, have you been following? Like, did you watch any of this case? Gina was honest and said, I did see something. And so she was dismissed because witnesses are not allowed to see anything. She was dismissed. It then came out later that it was a crop photo from 2021 and should have never even been brought out. Like, it had nothing to... So... Johnny's team then requested that Eve be barred from the courthouse. And she was. She wasn't allowed in for the rest of the trial. Because she was live tweeting and basically cost them a witness. witness. Um, so then you had Johnny's, or the, Johnny Depp's team had so many witnesses. It's crazy. But they had Johnny's old uh Physician, Dr. Kipper, who kind of helped him with his um, his drug abuse and stuff like that. He mentioned that Johnny had ADHD, bipolar, insomnia, obviously substance uh, abuse and things like that. He said he never, every witness for Johnny has never personally witnessed Johnny being uh, physically violent. Uh, he was also at the house in Australia after the supposed bottle vodka incident. Um, he saw blood and saw broken glass all around the house, but and knew that Johnny, that was the time that Johnny lost the finger. That's gonna, that's something that came up a lot. Um, so 
Johnny got on the stand himself. He was on there for about three days, two and a half, three days. Something uh, like was, that, yeah. It was, and his team kind of let him go, and, and the man can talk. He talks very slowly. Very, very slowly. He really thinks about what he's saying. <laughs> um, But, you know, he's a very soft-spoken man, which is, you know, but he, you know, said he told the truth. He, you know, took um, responsibility for his drinking. He took responsibility for him being hooked on Roxycodone. Um, he admitted that he's pretty much done every single kind of drug under the sun in his lifetime. But the, um, the, none of that was really a shock to anybody, though. Right. I, I don't, him. you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I mean, the man is a fantastic actor. 100%. I still think he looks pretty good. I mean, oh, my, yeah. my, my, my mother, on the other hand, does not. She's still like, no she still thinks he's a fantastic actor, but she's just, she's like, his looks have gone. And I'm like, well, he is 55 years old. So, I mean, yeah. but, you know, so he's not going to look like he did when he was 20 and 30. I mean. But, and, but the fact, and you also have to remember with him doing the drugs and the drinking and all, and the partying lifestyle that he did for years, it's not a surprise that he does look slightly older and more worn, I guess, worn out Mm -hmm. than somebody that has been religiously taking care of themselves, watching their diet, watching their weight you know, working out constantly, you know, that it may be the same age. It just, it really, you know, but I still think he looks pretty damn good. Listen, man. Call me, Johnny. I would, uh, I, I would, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't hesitate. In a heartbeat. Yep. In a heartbeat. wouldn't even hesitate. <laughs> and you, you also I wouldn't learned... have even hesitated when they, when she first... When all the whole, when the whole uh, hullabaloo that he that he abused her came out, yeah. I was like, "No, he didn't. There's no way. That that's Nine. not." I was like, "Granted, I don't know the man personally, but I've and seen." Listen, I'm he sure plays. he he is very toxic when he is drunk or stoned or whatever. Like, Those you know, like, but the whole relationship was just toxic. Yeah. I mean, we're not giving him a pass on any of it. We're not saying that Mm-mm. he was completely uh, that he he was completely innocent of all wrongdoing. No, he. I'm. Sh- you've seen. You've heard the recordings. He he wasn't exactly polite and nice sometimes. No. You know, but you know what? He he owned up to it. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um. And let's see. He he, but he admits to you know the text messages, the very colorful mm-hmm. text messages, especially with Paul Bettany, um, where he mm-hmm. describes what he would like to do, Amber, um, you know, and that's again no excuse. Obviously, it was gross and right. should never have been said, but. When you're so frustrated, number one, after 
what he went through with her while they were married and then what she was doing to him mm-hmm. after like it was just ridiculous um exactly and he said like this case was really the first opportunity he's ever had to speak his truth he didn't get to def- really defend himself in the UK you know like he didn't get to go into everything like he is here so any, and, he, you know, he constantly said, it's not about the money. It's not about all he wants. Like, he's never going to get his life back. He knows that regardless, because there's always going to be people that believe Amber. Oh. And so he's never going to have it, the life that he had before. And he knows that. But he wants to get some of his life back. He wants to get his good name back with at least most of the people. So, exactly. he, uh, yeah. Um. Talking about the Australia incident with the vodka bottle um, that tore off the tip of his finger, basically, under the nail, which, ouch. Um, You know, he he described exactly what happened, how he was sitting, you know, what happened, blah, blah, blah. And then he did admit, because when he went to the hospital, he said he did it. Never blamed Amber. And he said the reason why that that he did that is because he didn't want Amber to get in trouble. You know, like she could get arrested. For that. Right. And he didn't want that. So he lied. And, but, you know, after that, he has very consistently said that she was the one that, and there is audio recording. It's actually from Amber's phone of her apologizing to him for doing it in the background. And Dr. Kipper saying that she did it. And his security team saying that she did it. And, and you know, her story of Australia doesn't coincide with the audio. And the reason why this audio was not presented in court is because it had other people's voices in it. The only audio recordings that they were allowed to produce was just him and Amber. Just Johnny and Amber. Right. So if anyone else was in on the recording, they couldn't couldn't um let the jury hear it but i wish i wish that the jury had heard that recording because then she'd have nothing to say now but oh yeah they talked about the human feces on the bed which then caused uh the hashtag amber turd (laughs) to kind of go go crazy Oh on God. the internet um but she blamed dogs i know he said and he said they're two teacup yorkies like there's no way what i saw came from them like no way so yeah um and then they played the audio where amber does admit did hit him and you know but saying you know i didn't punch you i i you know i hit you like this i didn't like you know deck you whatever you're fine you're being a baby blah blah blah. and you know that right there i think you know you you just admitted you struck him and you have no remorse for it um and then obviously the one where she said, tell the world, Johnny, you know, tell them, you know, tell a judge and a jury, I, Johnny Depp, a man 
I was a victim of domestic violence also and see who believes you. And his response to her in the recording and even in court was just, yes. So it's a very mic drop moment. Amber's team, uh, Mr. Rottenborn, you can just tell there was a lot of animosity between Johnny and Mr. Rottenborn. Uh, but Johnny, very calm for a witness. Man, he had some zingers. Talk to, you know, we got a lot of memes from Johnny's testimony. The mega pint. Um, <laughs> that that was my favorite. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. Isn't happy hour all the time? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, you know, Rottenborn was talking about, you know, you drank a lot and he at, at this time and he just looked at him and goes, were you there? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So, so funny. Um, Amber's team did a lot of objection hearsays. Um, in fact, at one point they were, um, they were cross-examining um, Ben King, who was the property manager, basically. He like came and ran the properties in Australia and in the UK and whatever for Johnny. Right. And he was there again in that April incident, 2015, when Johnny lost his finger and Amber supposedly got, you know, raped by a bottle. Um, and while Amber's team was questioning, it was uh, Adam Nadelhaft, um, Amber's side, asked and a question. And in order to answer the question, he said, well, Dr. Kip, because he said, how did you find out about the, the finger or whatever? And he said, well, Dr. Kipper told me. And <laughs> the attorney goes, uh, objection hearsay. And the judge just looks at him and she goes, you asked the question. Now, everyone just <laughs> at that point made a, you know, huge joke about it. It actually he did technically do the right thing, but he didn't do it correctly, if that makes any sense. What he should have said was, you know, objection, move to strike from the record because it is hearsay. Instead, he said objection, hearsay, and he got all flustered. And yeah, but it was, it was pretty funny. A lot of people were using uh, Jim Carrey's liar, liar uh, to, to meme, meme that. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, and my, my favorite, I think my favorite part of when she was in her, when, um, was it Elaine uh, Breedhoff? Mm -hmm. Breedhoff? Uh, yeah. She, she kept going Amica cream. Did you know yes. if Amber was wearing Amica cream? What the fuck is Amica cream, people? Yeah, she, Arnica. Arnica, say it with me. Arnica. Arnica. <laughs> Arnica cream. That see that that makes sense. Yes. Amica cream. Amica cream. Amica cream. I'm just like, oh my god! Stop with the Amica and cream. Like, would ask the question 15 different times. Like I know. So one of one of the um one of Johnny's witnesses was was um good old Isaac Baruch is one of Johnny's like longest friends also lived at the penthouses and you know they were talking about how he saw Amber like the day after the a 21st incident which is apparently when Johnny threw the phone and that was the last time they 
kind of like saw each other for right. Amber filed for divorce and blah, blah, blah. And like he said, like I saw her the next day and she, you know, didn't have any makeup on as far as I could see. And there was no bruising. And like, only <laughs> just kept like going through different days. Was she wearing Arnica cream? Was she wearing Arnica, um, Amica cream? Was she wearing Amica cream? Do you know if she was wearing Amica cream? And to the point that Isaac just started laughing. And like the judge, like, you know, obviously to control it was like, you know, sir, like you have to, and he, he like, he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry. But like, after a while, like, it was just like, just stop it. I know. It's like the same, like Rotten Born kept saying, did I read that correct? I read that correctly? Yeah. Did I, I read, read that, that correctly? correctly? And Johnny read... finally looked at him and he goes, yes, you read very well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like, uh, oh, there and was then... this, yeah. <laughs> what if what it? Was it with the she she did the same thing with the uh with the parent with the psychologist oh with curry yeah with, um no with hughes the, when she kept calling hughes curry that but it was like oh it was about the muffins oh yes, yes. remember so, the muffins johnny's team um, hired a forensic psychologist to basically interview Amber, go over her medical records. And, you know, this was a huge, huge thing because Dr. Curry came in and basically said, you know, I examined her myself. I looked over her records and all this and basically diagnosed her with borderline personality disorder. Went through yes. like, you know, basically how you know, she over-exaggerates everything. You know, all of her stories are just like, you know, crazy. Basically, what we saw on the stand with Amber is what Curry described in her testimony. So, mm -hmm. and she was being cross-examined by Elaine. Elaine was stuck on the fact that Dr. Curry's husband bought muffins, so he must have known that Amber was coming her office and dr curry was like no he's like and i have because she is an expert witness so she's done a lot of high profile cases she's like when i have high profile cases i empty my office no one's there but me they have to go to another office to see patients and whatever she's like and i always bring muffins to have the person be more comfortable you know so it's kind of like a conversation as opposed to them think like treating it like I'm going to a psychologist or psychiatrist yeah. and she was running late the day that she was going to meet Amber so she asked her husband to go and pick up muffins he knew that she was doing a high profile client but didn't know who it was Elaine could not let the muffins go like, so then yeah another meme do you know the muffin man like, exactly you know, I was like, oh my god, I was like, oh my god, Elaine, just get off the damn muffins. Yeah. Just that stop it. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> so but Dr. Yeah. Curry did diagnose Amber with histrionic and borderline personality disorders. And basically saying that it was a pre uh, predictive factor in women who instigate violence against their partner. So you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. A little one of my favorite. Uh, testimonies though um was Alejandro Romero who 
works for the Eastern Columbia building, which is where the penthouses were. And he's the doorman. He was in his car. It was a, like, he just did not want anything. Like he kept saying, he was like, I just want this to be over. He's like, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> he at one point started vaping during his testimony. And then at the very end, like they were still asking him questions. He put on his seatbelt and started driving during his testimony. The point, like when it ended, like the tape ended, because it was a um, pre um, recorded, the judge kind of just sat there, like shaking her head, like, what the hell did I just watch? What did I just watch? And this was, this is one of Amber's witnesses. Oh, this was Johnny's witness. Oh, it was Johnny's witness? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, claiming that he saw Amber the next day. He didn't appear to be wearing makeup. No bruises. He also mentioned that Amber had brought up men to the penthouse multiple times. He had seen Elon Musk in the apartment. You know, multiple times. Because mm-hmm. you can see their balcony from, like, the gym. It's on the same floor. And... So, yeah, but uh, Johnny had his security team, um, you know, be witnesses. He had um, ACLU, which is where we learned that Amber has not donated the full $3.5 million that she pledged. We're going to get into those two words, but that she pledged. Um, she's only given to date herself. I think it was either two hundred and fifty or three hundred and fifty thousand dollars um herself. And uh let's see, I think it was two a hundred million was from Johnny Depp, but that was the first initial payment because John so that's the whole thing. Johnny initially, instead of giving Amber the money, because this was the divorce settlement. He, and she said she was going to just give it to the two places, the ACLU, uh, which is the American Civil Liberties Union, and the New Jersey, uh, New Jersey, wow, Los Angeles Children's Hospital. That's who she was going to, she was going to split the $7 million between the two. So right. Johnny sent the first payment to both locations. Amber yeah. flipped out and said, no, send it to me. And she said, because she wanted the tax break. That's what she, wa- that's why she wanted it to be sent to him. Well, and we can go over this now. We have since found out that Amber uh, did not give much more than what was originally given. I think it was $250,000 each to each uh, place. Um, Elon Musk gave another $500,000 to each place, but that does not, that's not included in the settlement. $7 million. yeah. Um, three, $3.5 million per. Um, and then... She said the reason why she didn't complete the donation after she argued. So Amber was arguing with oh, Camille Vasquez, who Queen, who's now a partner at her law firm because of how well she did during this that, uh, trial. That, that woman is my that woman is my hero. My hero. I want her to defend me. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I want my daughter to look at her and go, "I want to be her, mommy." Right. Because I'd be like, right. Emma, I want you to be her. Exactly. <laughs> Go be her. Go be her. You, you be her. Uh, <laughs> Don't be mommy. Be her. But so Camille was cross-examining 
Amber and basically was like, to this day, you know, you have not donated the $7 million to charity. And Amber was like, I did. And she's like, no, she's like, but you didn't donate. She's like, I use pledge and donation synonymously. They mean the same thing. No, they don't. No, exactly. But that's the whole thing. She said she donated, donated the 7 million. She didn't. Didn't. So then her excuse was, well, Johnny sued me. Camille then turns around and said, you got your last check in like, I don't know, February, whatever, 13 months before Johnny sued you. So you had 13 months to make, not, and listen, I'm not saying she had to pay the full 7 million right away. She wants the tax break. She can take time, you know, whatever. But you didn't even give anything during those 13 months that you had that seven million dollars right you gave nothing and then you blame it that johnny sued you i didn't sue you right away sweetheart so hmm. honestly just sounds like she was trying to pocket the money exactly exactly that's exactly what she did yeah yeah i mean and yeah, I mean the whole pledging thing is complete nonsense. I mean, any of any the any of us, any of the three of us could say, "Oh, we're gonna pledge." I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars to whatever charity, but it doesn't mean anything if we don't actually give them the money. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I could pledge. Yeah. You know, well, and that again, people start making memes like going to the grocery store, and it's like, "Oh, your total is like you know three hundred whatever dollars groceries." Well, I'll pledge that. That's not how that works. Exactly. <laughs> you can't pledge like that stuff. So Yeah, I mean I can I can say sit here right now and say I'm I'm gonna pledge a hundred million dollars to breast cancer research. It it means jack jack crap if I don't actually have a hundred million dollars to give to breast cancer research. Correct. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, Johnny's team brought in, um, you know, more security. The one guy, uh, Travis, was there on the uh, staircase incident, which we'll go into um, in, in a couple minutes. Um, they brought in uh, a expert on Hollywood basically saying that you know, Johnny's career really took a deep dive after the op-ed. Um, and then they brought in uh, a forensic ac- uh, accountant who showed that he, you know, lost basically what he was suing for, the $50 million, and explained how they came up with that number. We found out that Amber tried to extort Johnny, um, which they didn't really go into, but it actually was going through. So mm-hmm. real real quick, I'll, I'll go into it. So May 21st, right, um, is the day Johnny's mom passed away. Johnny hadn't seen Amber in a month since October, um, October, Jesus, April 21st, her birthday. They got into a fight. Johnny left. He didn't go back for a month. His mom passed away on the 21st. Johnny asked to come and get some of his stuff or whatever. And he told her, I think via text, like, you know, I'm done. Like I want a divorce. I can't do this anymore. You know, whatever. So at this point, like, and what I think happened is Amber and her friends started panicking because let me just lay this out. So Johnny owns five penthouses, right? Amber mm-hmm. and Johnny had one. Amber's best friend, Rocky, 
her fiance had one. Isaac, Johnny's friend, had one. Uh, one was used as Amber's closet. And then I don't, uh, Amber's sister was living in one as well. Um, but she was kind of like in and out. Everyone lived there for free. Johnny paid all five. None of them lived there. So Johnny was going to divorce Amber. Amber and her friends would have had like a month get their stuff, get out. Right? Right. So he comes over the 21st to get more stuff. They apparently get into a fight. This is when he supposedly threw the um, phone at her. According to his security, when they walked in, Johnny was nowhere near her. Um, according to Amber, he was, like, holding her hair and pulling her head back. And, like, you know, so there's conflicting uh, stories. Apparently Raquel was there. She was on the phone with her friend Io, who had hung up to call 911. Um, I think Rocky or Rocky had also called 911 um, after Johnny had left already. In fact, the 911 call, Raquel was outside the building. She went down. They're on the top floor. She went downstairs and outside of the building and then called 911. Not while this was happening. This was all after Johnny was gone. Raquel was there, saw everything, waited until Johnny left, left Amber. Went downstairs, went outside the building, called 911. And a few minutes later, from New York, Io also called 911. So two sets of cops showed up. Both sets of cops said they didn't see anything on her face, didn't see any, like, you know, destruction or anything. And Amber and none of her friends were willing to give a statement, nothing. So they left. Um... Both sets of cops. In fact, the second set of cops had body cam footage, and Amber's sitting there in the in the living room ch- chatting with her friends, like, you know, what's going on, you know, whatever. And, you know, so that was that was that. So, so after that situation, um, Johnny actually was leaving country. I think he went to New York, and then he was leaving the country for Alice in Wonderland, uh, look through the Looking Glass, uh, press tour. Right. So she knew he was out. Her attorney sent a letter to his attorneys saying that this is what I want. I want two out of the five penthouses with all expenses paid. She wants a Range Rover with all expenses paid. She wants $14 million in like alimony, basically. And then a monthly stipend. Of a certain amount, and they broke down how she got that money. Ten thousand of, I think, I can't even remember. I think it was like fifty thousand dollars a month or something like that. It was like an obscene amount of money. It was more than fifty thousand. It was an obscene amount of money per month. And when they looked at the breakdown, like ten thousand of that was for entertainment and fun and shopping and all that stuff. And so they sent that letter and said, "This is what she wants. You have until May twenty sixth. Or she's going public about, you know, whatever. May 27th, she showed up at the courthouse with a bruise on her face. No one had seen all week. Bruise on her face. EMZ magically there. She filed for divorce and a TRO or a restraining order. 
Johnny wasn't even in the country at the time. Or wasn't even on that side of the country. He was on the East Coast getting ready to go to Europe. She knew he wasn't around. So during cross-examination, Camille showed during her testimony for, I think it was her um, divorce, either divorce or for the UK trial, one of the two. Amber slips up and admits that she alerted AMZ. Of course, while she's on the stand, she's denying it. No, that's not what happened. No, no. Every time Camille caught her in a lie, it was, no, that's not what I'm talking about. No, that's not it. No, no, no. It was that. And then also the video that TMZ had of Johnny beating up the cabinets. So that's important for, uh, we'll talk about that when we go through rebuttal. So, um, yeah, so that, so she tried to extort Johnny. So, and there's a phone call and I think they actually played it where, I don't know if they played it actually, but there's a phone call where she said, you know, I literally, you know, what else was I supposed to do? I was only going to have 21 days to get out of the apartment if I didn't do this. And he was like, do you really think I would have kicked you out? Like, if you had reached out to me and said, can I please stay here for a couple of months until I get my own place and we all get settled? He's like, I would have said yes. He's like, you didn't have to do this. And, uh, yeah. So, um, but Amber's testimony. So, before Amber testified, they brought in Dr. Hughes, who I got so annoyed with immediately because right away when she was talking about the victim, she always used she or female, you know, uh, to describe a, a, a victim. To describe the abuser, it was always he, him, you know, male. And she did it throughout the entire time and basically said, you know, Amber has PTSD. It's all because of Johnny and blah, blah, blah. So then cross-examination, Johnny's team brought it up. You kept talking about victim is a she and, and abuser is a he. Have you ever testified where the male was the victim? And she said no. And, and then he was like, have you ever spoken to a male victim? She said yes, but only in same-sex couples. She's never dealt with any male victim in a female-to-male relationship. So to her, it doesn't exist that males can be the victim to to females. So right, right. And they went over her testing. They saw that you know, and they had her her tests and stuff. She didn't fill out half of the paperwork and she was just like, well, it was redundant. You know, like if I, you know, it's going to be shown in court. Why would you not fill it out correctly? Why? So, you know, Amber's team was all about how Dr. Curry is not board certified and Dr. Hughes is board certified. And listen, I've worked with both on board and board just who who took the test and who didn't a big deal Basically. um yeah. amber's testimony was just really i mean oh first of all she kept staring at the jury like she she would stare them down 
she would listen to the question and then turn and look at the jury and answer to the jury. Like every single question. Mm-hmm. We'd listen, turn, look at the jury. Like, I can't even imagine how uncomfortable. And anytime there was like a, a sidebar, she would just stare. She wasn't staring at the jury. She was staring at Johnny. Um, yeah. They asked if she knew why Johnny wasn't staring or looking at her. And Johnny had come out and said, like, you'll never look me in the eye again, you know, whatever. Elaine mocked Johnny, you know, saying that when uh, talking to, to Amber. But, you know, of course, Amber was like, he can't look at me because of, you know, he's guilty and he knows it and blah, blah, blah. But Amber, the problem with Amber's testimony is every single thing, like, doesn't mean that that's not how it happens, but. Um, she would over describe. Over describe. Well, the one thing that really got that really got to me, and I was I've watched a lot of um, body language analysis of this trial yeah. and of the people, and one of the biggest things that they had pointed, I had noticed it, but I didn't really pay much attention to it until he pointed it out and he was talking about it, and. He was who's that, you know, right. like right. reliving that pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there was a lot of times, and again, like people online catch stuff. There was a lot of times mm-hmm. where, like, she was describing, like, the one time that uh, he was apparently, you know, like punching her in the head over and over and over again. She kept saying, I was punching me. I was punching me. She was, she would slip up and, like, Instead of saying mm-hmm. he was punching me, she said I was punching me. It was like it, hmm. it's yeah, like she was. It's like you know, slipped at the tongue, not even thinking about it. Um, yeah, and then you know she would describe like these horrific scenarios again, like the Australia thing where you know there was glass bottles broken on the floor, um, and to the you know, her, her arms were cut up, her feet were cut up, she was bleeding, he, he you know, penetrated her with the bottle, and she couldn't, all she kept praying was, you know, that it, she hoped it wasn't broken, you would know. Like, if you're yeah. a dude, like, we, we can feel in there. Yeah, so that, she, she, would, she would know very well. And, like, she the would biggest know thing with that if it was broke. Yes. Um, and the whole thing about that was, she said she never saw the bottle, whatever, and then and King mentioned when he was uh, testifying that he had pictures that none of them had seen. So Amber's team took it um, as evidence. So they showed pictures of two vodka bottles. And she was like, you know, I ha- this first time I've seen this was yesterday. She's like, and, you know, now thinking about it, I felt pounding on like my pelvis. And it's definitely, it, it has, it's like that square bottle is is the bottle. And like before she came out and said it, I sat there and I was like, she's about to say that bottle's it, that that's the bottle that he, he like, and, and it, it's just like, she would just m- make things up on the fly. She never saw yeah. the bottle, but she's that, that's it. She feels it in her gut that that's it. Really? She cried multiple times with zero tears. A lot of people thought maybe she was like sniffing Coke or something. I know a lot of people were saying she yeah. was taught possibly like menthol or something like that in the tissue to try and make herself cry. You know, I don't know. There was a point at one time where she's like, you know, rubbing her nose and she stopped to pose for a picture. 
Um, she, uh, like I said, she would over-describe things, like talking about how her dog stepped on a bee, which has absolutely zero, you know, talking about the, the red lights, talking about the dirty carpet, talking about uh, the owner of the uh, Hicksville place had a, a black mesh shirt. Like, things that had no business to be with us in the story. And they say liars tend to over-describe to make it mm-hmm. seem more realistic when in actual reality it makes it less. Exactly. You know? She, well, uh, I like the fact that she perjured herself on the stand, but I don't think anybody actually ever ca- really caught it in the on the on her first day of testimony, or or maybe it was her second day. That she talked about how she had never landed a, she had yes. never physically hit him, and then several oh. hours later, she goes, "That was the first. Or she would you no. Know, she talked about how oh, oh, I. Yeah. I would punch him to try to get get him off of me. You know, I was like fighting him, everything. And then all of a sudden she said, the very first time I ever hit him was the stair incident. Yeah. I'm like, nope, I caught that. I 100% caught that. I thought I was the only one. And I actually posted about it on TikTok. I said, Amber just perjured herself because she literally just said it was the same day that in Australia, it was the, that she hit him, get him off of her. And then again, yes, as you said, the staircase incident, she said that was the first time she ever laid, you know, got a blow on him or whatever. Laid and, a, yeah. Landed a blow on him. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, my mouth fell open and I was flabbergasted. When I, I was like, she said, she said, what now? Yeah. Um, talked about December 2015. Uh, Apparently, like, uh, oh, so with, with Australia, by the way, in April of 2015, after all that, her supposedly getting raped and all that stuff, she never received medical attention. She didn't go to the hospital. She didn't do anything. She went home the next day. She supposedly told her friend, uh, Rocky, still never went to the hospital see her personal nurse her nurse never had anything in the note about her having cuts or bruises or anything nothing nothing um december of 2015 you have uh it's the day before she's supposed to go on the james corden show she talks about this horrific incident where he takes her by the hair and drags her into a room first he headbutts her after he closes his fist like he's about to punch her he decides to headbutt her um you know she smacks her head up against the brick wall he drags her into a bedroom he holds her down face down and is just continuing to punch 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 that she thinks she's about to die she said she thought she was going to die and then she said and and there's pictures and they show pictures before they you know show it to the jury and to everybody they showed her and said is this the picture you know from right after you know, the day after whatever. And she's like, yes, this is me with my, you know, my, my broken nose, uh, you know, two black eyes and a busted lip and whatever. And they show the jury and it was the most underwhelming picture. And uh, again, I'm not saying that, you know, it's, I don't want people to think like, oh, you know what she should, you know, you want to see her with two black, but when you're talking about this horrific incident that happened, yeah, that uh, you have, you know, this busted nose, busted lip, 
just two black eyes, and I don't see anything. I saw the lip, but you, you see she chews on her lip. Um, right. There was some discoloration that could be from anything, but her nose looked fine. I'm I'm sorry, and see, you can you can back me up on this one. As as a med- working in the medical field, you've seen a broken nose. Yes, a broken nose is swollen and it's bloody. Yes. Yes. Very rarely is a broken nose not bloody. A very rare. They they always bleed, swell. like your head bleeds the worst. So when you break your nose, okay. like every yeah. once in a while, it depends on how the break is, like that it would actually stop the blood, but like. Like you said, right. like it, it, it's a bloody, bloody mess, and your eyes are swollen, and they're it's yes. black. It's it's a horrific thing to see. And you yeah. need to have my, it. My... <laughs> that... Yeah, my daughter actually headbutted me in the nose one time. She did not break my nose, thank God, but it 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 did bleed a little bit. And the next day, one of my eyes was puffy, and there was bruising around the eye from where she headbutted me. So if that was just, that was an infant or like, you know, she was, only, I think she was only like a year or so old at the time. So you take, and you're telling me that Amber had this happen to her with a grown man with his fist, just wailing on her, supposedly punching her in the head, punching her in the nose and the face and the eyes. You're trying to tell me that she was able to in, in less than 24 hours, get rid of all the swelling and cover up all the bruising? I don't think so. And the busted lip with red lipstick. Exactly. Is a red matte lipstick. And like, here's the whole thing is, it's so funny when they talk about like, you know, she's like, well, ice. What kind of magical ice do you have? Seriously. I guess. Ice, 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 ice down? down um, yes. It does but it doesn't remove it. Move it. Like, exactly. come on. Come on, come on! Like, no, oh, no. and the and and the, the she called her um, cover-up kit a bruise kit. <laughs> yes, her color correction kit to hide the bruises. She called it a bruise kit. Except here's the whole thing: she she called it a theater bruise kit. There is such a thing as a bruise kit for theater actors to put bruises on said face. So again, I think that was another exactly. slip. Because as soon as she said it, she realized what she said, and she quickly, well, not a bruise kit, I called it my bruise kit, but it's a color correction kit. Like, yeah. And so here's the whole thing, is originally, at during um, opening statements, her, Elaine got up there and said, this is the color correction kit that she used, this is the exact one that she kept on her 24-7, blah, 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 blah. And the makeup company that, oh my god, it's like, it's out Milani. of my head, right? Huh? I think it was Milani. Yes, Milani. Yeah, Milani. Milani came out and said, dude, that kit didn't come out till 2017. You were already divorced. Like, you lied. But because the attorneys can see online and all that, when Amber was on the stand, they quickly corrected that. Corrected that real quick. And said, well, it wasn't um, this one exactly, but it was, the mine was kind of like this. Um, and obviously how you do it is you put the foundation and moisturizer on first and then the color correction. No, that's wrong. The color no. correction on first. Exactly. 
I can tell you is that if she actually found, uh, if she actually has, like, a concealer kit or whatever that's good enough to hide bruises, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would want to know how, would want to know what it is so they can, like, do it for, like, you know, under-eye circles. Exactly. Exactly. I was just going to say, I need it for my under-eye circles. And I need to know what she uses because I got some puff, I got some puffy bags. I need to get rid of that shit. And I need to get, I need that, I, I, I need it to get rid of them under eyes. Like, well, and like, there is up. makeup to hide. There's makeup to hide tattoos. Even then, they're still slightly seen under. Yeah, and the makeup to cover anything. tattoo can is tends to rub off on stuff. Rubs so. off on stuff. You can still slightly see it, and it's thick, so people would notice exactly if you were wearing it. So it just you know. Um, so needless oh and then the staircase incident um, talking about that Amber's sister was there and so here's the whole thing so remember I was talking about Travis who was one of the security guards mentioned that at the time he when he came up the stairs Amber and Johnny were fighting on like the platform or whatever and Amber right. struck Johnny and then Travis went in and got in between the two Amber came up and said, well, my sister came in between the two of us. Bonnie ran up, through his Red Bull uh, can at me, threw, you know, ran up the stairs and went and like pushed my sister and my sister almost fell down the stairs. And all I could think about was Kate Moss on the stairs. And, and so I punched him. Now, even in her story, it makes no different. It makes no sense if, if her sister was in between her and Johnny how could he almost push the sister down the stairs if Johnny would came up the stairs? So that that's number one. Then right. Whitney herself came on and said she was in between the two. That Johnny did strike her, mentioned nothing about almost falling down the stairs. But and then, you know, uh Amber struck Johnny and then Johnny repeatedly hit Amber multiple times. It's the only person that's has is said to have witnessed any physical violence. All of Amber's other friends who she's not friends with any of them anymore, including the makeup artist that did her makeup for the um, uh, James Corden show is no longer her friend. Like none of these people are her friends anymore, supposedly. Um, I have a, a conspiracy theory on that, but none of these people are her friends anymore. And None of them came to court. Everything was a video depth or a virtual. And they all, you know, said they never saw Johnny hit any hit her or anything. They saw him be jealous. They saw him, you know, this, that, the other thing. Whitney, I thought it was funny because, you know, she talked about how Johnny was always stoned and blah, blah, blah. And then at one point she was like, I mean, I was, I don't know how many times I was sober. Like, you could, like, we can't trust you. We're high off your butt half the time. How are we supposed to know if what you're saying is the truth? <laughs> like, come on. Um, but, so yeah, so Amber and her sister, two conflicting stories, but the big thing was that Amber mentioned Kate Moss. Um, so I'll right. get back to Kate Moss. Amber brought up a couple of other people, um, a lot of expert witnesses for her. 
other than like her freeloading friends. My fu- the funniest thing was one of the witnesses, the freeloading friend, was the one that snuck in and was living in the penthouse without Johnny knowing. And she talked about how scared she was of Johnny when he like kicked her out. Yeah, you were freeloading in his apartment and he didn't know who you were. Right? You got scared because he kicked you out? I would have kicked you out too. All the cops on you too. Like, yeah, really? that's, that's what I would have done. You know? Um, one thing though is Rocky's uh, fiance at the time. Uh, I guess they got married and they've since divorced or whatever. They did cut out one part of his deposition, but it is available online if you, you search for it. Um, he does mention that Rocky told him about Amber having multiple relations. And he did go into that she has had a male come to the penthouse over four, over 30 times. He couldn't say if it was over 50 times, but it was a lot is how we kind of put it. But the part that they cut out was that Rocky told him that she was having a three-way a couple of times with Kara Devangeline and Elon Musk. So. Uh-huh. She cheated on, on Johnny, I'm just saying. Oh, and then, you know, we saw um video of the day after Johnny left the apartment, uh, the 22nd of May, she brought James Franco up at like 11 o'clock at night. And, and he was all like, you know, leaning his head on her shoulder and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so Amber had, she had her acting coach come on, um, said that Amber's like behavior changed as a result of like her being with Johnny mentioned that Amber can't cry on command because, you know, she sucks at crying. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone in the world was like, you don't say. You don't say. Really? Um, yeah. They brought okay. in Johnny's ex um, ex uh, agent. Basically said Johnny was already you know, in trouble prior Disney was tired of him because he was always late and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But she's definitely, she doesn't, she wasn't happy that she got fired. So, I, I, I mean, listen, she could be telling the truth, but I don't know. Um, yeah, she basically said after a while he became very difficult to work with. He was very unprofessional. And uh, that's what caused, started causing him to, you know, that's why Disney fired him, basically, is what she was saying. Uh, his former business manager and friend who was saying that Johnny was spending too much money. Uh, this is also the man that went that uh, video of Johnny beating up the cabinets. Everyone thinks it's the day his mother died. No, the day his mother died was when he went to the penthouse on May 21st. So this, the incident with the cabinets was when he found out that this man, um, Bruce Whitkin, no, not Bruce Whitkin. I lied. Mandel. Joel Mandel stole millions, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars from Johnny. And that's why he was you know, uh, banging the cabinets and stuff like that. He just found out that someone that he trusted, two people actually that he trusted, 
stole money from him. Mo- a lot of money. A lot of money. And he sued him, yeah. and the guy settled. The guy settled. Uh, they brought in John uh, Adam Waldman, Johnny's attorney for the UK trial. It was a waste of time because he couldn't say anything because of attorney-client privilege. So I really didn't understand right. the point. It was literally like a waste of time. They brought in a forensic, uh, social media forensic analysis, which I thought was actually kind of stupid on Amber's team's part because they really kind of showed the jury that the public was on Johnny's side because they were bringing up the hashtags on Twitter. They were trying to prove that like Johnny and his team, the smear campaign online bought bots and stuff like that. Um, but the one thing that was mentioned was that there was a really large amount of people that used justice for Johnny. Justice for Johnny, justice right. for Johnny. So that kind of told the, uh, the um, very public was on Johnny's side. But I thought the, the best part was they kept saying hashtag Amber Turd in the, in the court. <laughs> <laughs> they brought in Ellen Barkin, who was Johnny's like ex fling from the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. And she pretty, they, they shot a movie together. They started sleeping with each other. It was nothing too, too serious. She mentioned that he was jealous um, or whatever. And then she talked about this one time in a hotel room. She was in there with other people. He was fighting with someone and he got angry and he threw a bottle of wine in the group's general direction, but not technically at anybody. And it hit a wall. That was her test- testimony. Um. They talked to someone from Disney, basically trying to prove that the op-ed caused Disney to fire Amber, but didn't talk to anyone high enough. Like, this woman was like, as far as I know, no one read the op-ed. She's like, but you'd have to speak to my boss or, you know, what? you need to talk to the top execs of of Disney if you're going to talk to anybody. So, again, I thought it was a stupid thing. They brought in an orthopedic surgeon to basically prove that uh Johnny's finger wasn't severed the way that he said that it was actually a crush injury possibly because Amber said that it was from him bashing a phone it never existed by the way uh up against the wall she kept talking about this this phone that wasn't in any pictures one picture of the area she's like well you know the phone was actually behind uh you know like behind the person that's taking the picture so it's not in the picture how convenient so so they brought uh, Dr. David Spiegel, forensic uh, psychologist, who basically said, like, diagnosed Johnny without ever speaking to Johnny, which is very unethical, and diagnosed him based off of his Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So, yeah, makes oh, so cool. zero, zero sense. But he he was busted the moment, like, he basically said he never met Johnny. And so it's unethical for him to diagnose him if he's never even talked to him. Like, how do you diagnose someone that you've never talked to somebody? Like, it's just not. Um, But it's funny. So apparently Amber's team was looking for forensics uh, psychologist, psychiatrist. And someone said, oh, Dr. David Spiegel, there's two of them. I think they picked the wrong one. The other guy is definitely a lot more like professional or whatever. So I think that's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. 
Um, they brought in an uh, entertainment industry consultant. Johnny also had one. Amber's kind of was like sprouting all this stuff about, you know, how, again, she's an expert and, and, you know, how Amber's um, career started, you know, going downhill after, you know, the UK trial and stuff like that. And Donnie's team basically said, you know, she started comparing Amber because basically they were saying that Aquaman was Amber's like moment. Her, she should have skyrocketed after that. Even though she wasn't the main character. And, you know, I'm sorry. And this was even before it. And I'm not trying to be biased. I didn't like her in it. I didn't like her in Aquaman. But whatever. So she compared. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. But I I also heard that in Aquaman, for that the 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 quote unquote chemistry that you see between yes. Jason Momoa and her, editing magic. all fake. Yeah, there there editing. there was no chemistry between the two of them whatsoever. Nope, nope, nope. Um, but what was funny was this entertainment, you know, consultant was comparing her to Jason Momoa. That you know Zendaya. Uh, who else did she mention? She mentioned a couple of different people. Like, uh, Amber should be on the same wavelength as them by now because of Aquaman. And it's like, you you cannot compare. So, like, they re- like Johnny's team really honed in. Like, how are you getting? Because, like, she did. She com- like this, this woman compared Amber's career to Jason Momoa, Zendaya. Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, Gadal. Yeah. Yeah, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. And I think there was someone else. And like, basically saying that Amber should be at the same level as them. And it's like, whoa, child. Like, you know, how are you comparing these people? And so, like, Johnny seemed like ripped her apart. Ripped her apart. Like, you're saying that she should, you know. Jason Momoa, first of all, has been acting since the 90s. Like, he was in Baywatch. He was in, like, you know, which that was news yeah. to me. But And he was the title character of the movie. Like, hello? Right. Um, Zendaya is Zendaya. Like, listen, some people aspire to a lot more, whatever. So, that was that. Um, and then... Um, you know, Amber's team was done, and then so then Johnny's team rebuttaled. In the rebuttal, that's when like the surprise, uh, you know, witnesses showed up. So they had the guy from Hicksville, the Hicksville trailer. I didn't really get into that, but apparently Johnny like got jealous of uh, a friend of Amber's because she hugged Amber, and she he went over and like grabbed her wrist and was squeezing it and said, you know. Um, do you know how much pressure or how many pounds of pressure it takes to break a human wrist or whatever? So the owner of the trailer park who was there that night basically said he never saw any aggression from Johnny and uh, he saw more aggression from Amber to the point that Johnny even like kind of cowered. Also, Amber and her friends all talked about how Johnny like destroyed this trailer. Like it was like an absolute disaster destroyed. This guy said, no, a sconce was broken, so I had to buy two so that they matched it. It count. It was $62 worth of damage. Like, that was it. 
Um, Elaine, being Elaine, said, oh, you're just here for your 15 minutes of fame because you went on Twitter and that's how you, you know, got here was because you commented on that umbrella guy's Twitter page, on um, uh, Twitter about how that's not what happened. And so you follow that umbrella guy. He's like, I have no idea who that umbrella guy is. Number one, I, I think I'd mentioned him in the last episode that we did that first heard. That umbrella guy is amazing. So he is. I love him. I love him. I love him. I, love so him. Much. I, I watch um, him. And the, the guy that I was watching that, that did the, 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 uh, body analysis is hmm. the behavioral arts ah, there you go yeah um because he did, he did the body analysis of um chris rock and uh, will smith hmm. as well yeah so it was really interesting so that's how i actually got to that's actually how i found his page his youtube channel and then i and so i've been kind of kind of following along when he does the body analysis of when he was doing the body analysis of the trials and everything, it was really yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. I'll have to look at yeah. him. Definitely. Um, so then they also brought up um, Morgan Tremaine, who used to work for TMZ. Now, TMZ tried to block his testimony because, you know, they want to save themselves because he basically would be calling out a source. Which he mm -hmm. did not. He never technically named the source. So I don't necessarily think that they will sue him because he technically didn't name. He implied a lot. But so basically he discussed that TMZ was definitely called and told to go to the courthouse on May 27th uh, that Amber will have a bruise on her cheek. She's going to stop and turn for you to take the picture and blah, blah, blah. Because Amber was like, I don't know how the uh, you know, press got to the courthouse and how they knew. <laughs> press is not sitting outside a courthouse waiting for you just in case you decide you want to do this. Exactly. Like, they have to yeah. be called. Exactly. So he did mention that. And then he talked about that video. And he basically said, they and Johnny's team did a great job. So you you know how long does it take once you get a video for it to go up on line and he said it depends he's like you know they have to check the source they have to check the copyright so that they can't get sued whatever and they said well if you get it from the direct source you know how long does it take he's like about 15 minutes once all the copyright stuff is done it takes about 15 minutes from getting it to uh bring it up online and, and they go and how long did it take for you to put that video up he goes, 15 minutes. So, boom. And once again, Elaine got up and said, well, there's TV cameras here. You're here for your 15 minutes of fame. And he goes, I'm actually going to be like a target for TMZ. He's like, so I'm putting myself in harm's way. He's like, but if you want to think that, go ahead. And then he goes, but I could also say the same thing about you taking Amber Heard as a, as a client. Everyone behind Elaine, like their jaws dropped. I sat there, I was like, oh, burn. <laughs> like, just um, the lovely Kate Moss uh, did a, a video, uh, a virtual deposition, basically stating that Johnny never threw her down the stairs and that the incident that Amber implied 
she slipped down the stairs in the rain in Bahamas or Jamaica or something. They were on vacation. Johnny wasn't even there when it happened, but he heard her, I guess, scream or whatever. And he ran to her, picked her up, carried her to the room, got med- got her medical attention, like, and was just like doting on her and was just very, very sweet. Um, yeah, because so. I know she said, she has said in interviews before that he's the only man that she's, that's ever been able to take care of her. Yeah. yeah. Or that has taken care of her, that could take care of her. It's it's obvious there's still a lot of love there, whether it not yeah. not necessarily so much romantic love as more of a platonic. Yes, we were we we were together at one point, but I guess we're not together now. But I still I still love him. I still care about him. Right. Well, yeah. She kept saying you know? like I'd I'd be more than happy to uh, be a witness, and Johnny would never ask her because he knows she's very shy. She doesn't like doing press. She doesn't like doing all that stuff. She volunteered. Because she got so angry. Oh, go Kate Moss. But then, you know, Amber comes up and saying, of course, people are going to come out of the woodwork. Are you saying Kate Moss is doing this for publicity? Like, I'm sorry, but she may not be, you know, modeling as much as she did back in the 90s, but she's still more famous than you. Seriously, she always like, will be. Yeah, like, it's Kate Moss. Like, come on. Um, I mean, everybody, everybody, their mother knows the name Kate Moss practically. Uh, Johnny got back up on the stand again. He got a little sassier this time. I think he was just kind of over it um, the second time. But, you know, again, he he basically said, like, listen, I'm not perfect. You know, no one's perfect. But at the end of the day, and he just reiterated this was never about the money. All he wanted to do was say his truth. And at the end of the day, he got there. He said his truth. And he actually made me cry. Uh you know, his, his last thing that he said. So, um, then mm-hmm. Amber's team rebuttaled. They just had Dr. Hughes come back up one more time. Um, basically counter Dr. Curry again, cause Dr. Curry had gotten up again during rebuttal. Amber got up again, which that was a disaster. Um, because they had also brought in, they were trying to prove that Amber's pictures were fake. They, both of them mm-hmm. actually had, picture analysis guys that came in to show that the pictures Johnny C was trying to show the pictures were altered. Amber's side was saying, no, it's not. It's just the programs and blah, 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 blah. Like, well, then the one picture where, you know, she was saying it was uh, after the 21st, it literally looked identical. The pictures looked identical. One just looked oversaturated. Right. And she's like, no, all mm-hmm. I did was I turned on the other light. So like the lights around the mirror, like makeup and stuff turned on. She's like, and that, but literally the pictures were identical. Every piece of hair was exactly in the same place. Like it was identical. So they took the metadata or they, they, cause they covered the metadata. So they brought the metadata up. Both pictures were taken at the exact same time down to the millisecond. So it was the same picture. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just altered. So at that point to me, I'd be like, I don't believe any of your pictures. There's one picture after like the December 2015 incident. Um, They didn't go into this and I just don't know if anyone noticed, but she's in a kitchen. There's a calendar behind her. Now this supposedly took place in December. 
the calendar in the background says January or February. It says an Airy 2015. So, um, but Camille again is going strong against Amber, talking about she had two identical pictures again of wine being spilled. Again, looked completely identical. She was like, well, which one, which picture goes to what incident? And like Amber started getting like nasty and was like, how am I supposed to know? Look at the metadata. She's like, you expect me to know? And she was like, well, during your testimony earlier in this trial, you you knew exactly what picture went with what. She was like, so now that I put both pictures next to each other, you can't tell me which goes to which? Boom. Uh, brought up that she technically yeah. was arrested for abuse. Previously, from her partner, mm -hmm. and yeah. So then, closing statements uh, came out, and you know, it it was just Amber, the whole thing is throughout the trial and the closing statements. Amber's team burned their time so quickly that they didn't get a chance. They didn't really get to do as good of a job as maybe they could have if they had more time. But throughout the entire trial. Amber's team was burning through minutes and Johnny's team wasn't. The judge decided to keep it timed because she wanted this to be done. She didn't want it to become a circus. She wanted six weeks. That's it. By uh, Friday, the 27th of May, right before Memorial Day is closing statements. So, you know, I don't care if you're in the middle of a witness. If your time is up, it's up. And like that last day, like Amber's team literally had like five minutes for Closing statements, they blew through their time. So when it came to rebuttal closing statements, Amber's team had six minutes. Six. Johnny's team had another 38 minutes for rebuttal. So it's just like, you know, it was just crazy. So then the jury went, it took them just about 13 or maybe a little over 13 hours. They did ask one question in regards to Johnny's uh, side. And they came back and they found in favor of Johnny for all three of his information. Mm -hmm. They awarded him $10 million. And they technically also awarded him an additional $5 million, but uh, for um, punitive um, like damages. But in Virginia, there's a cap of uh, $350,000. So she's basically, right. it's $10.3 million. Amber won one of hers um, and was awarded $2 million. So obviously they take that out of the $10 million that Johnny wins. So she owes Johnny $8.3 million. She, uh, Elaine, of course, went straight to the um, news stations the next day saying that, well, the jury was influenced by the media, by, you know, by social media and stuff like that. There's no way they didn't look online to see what was going on. No proof, by the way. Basically, like, you know, belittling the jury, belittling the judge. Like, and I think she got in trouble because she was supposed to go on court TV and got called in to see the judge, and then she stopped doing interviews. So I think she got she got in trouble, the jury. And then actually, this past week, uh, or last week, I should say, um, uh, Camille and Ben, uh, Johnny's attorneys, went out and you know, very professional went on and just talked a little bit about it, but Amber does plan to appeal according to Amber's team, but in Virginia, and there is some 
back and forth. So as far as I know, she does have to pay a bond in order to appeal. She doesn't have the money for said bond. But I've also, but there's people who saying that's not true and she, I don't know. So, but as far as I know, she cannot appeal until she pays this bond. And what's funny is over the weekend or late this past week, she flew on a private plane to and from New York, Virginia to New York and then back and was in like another, you know, luxury SUV. So you don't have money, you're spending money on private planes. Yeah. You're with your new PR guy who has been, uh, people are coming, women are are coming out saying that he sexually assaulted them. So, you know, you're, you're fantastic, Amber. I mean, but it, it's crazy. So Johnny wins. Johnny wasn't there for the verdict. He was already in London when he, when they found out he was in London, Eve, who's like Amber's little mouthpiece, Eve Barlow. Tweets out where Johnny is, where he's playing shows and stuff. So now Amber's like, now you're calling out where he is so that Amber fans can go after him. Like, I don't understand. Every move Johnny has made or his team has made since the verdict has come out, Amber or someone from her team has made a statement. She sat there during court and said, I just want to move on. I just want to move on. Even before court started, I just wanted to move on. You only want to move on if you won. You lost. You lost by a jury of your peers, Aaron Square. Like, that's how it is. And you're throwing a hissy fit because you got called out for being a liar. And, you know, and right away, it's a a setback for women. It's a setback for women. And it drives me crazy because domestic violence has no gender. Men can be victims, too. And I I knew from the very beginning, because they kept talking about how Johnny had more power. He was bigger. He was stronger. He's a man. He has more money and blah, blah, blah. Amber is a manipulator, a vindictive, narcissistic, like crazy, like woman. And you can like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just annoying to me. And that's why I laugh because June 1st is narcissistic abuse awareness day. Um, so it only seemed fitting that Amber lost on that day. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So We'll see what happens. If they do appeal, I guess we'll do a part three on this. But um, yeah, that that's the basis uh, of the trial. I know I didn't go over everything, but I mean, we've already been at this for a while and it'll be a long one. Yeah, it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> but but yeah, so, you know, at this point now, the whole the media has been against Johnny you know, her PR team did a great job in, in getting the media on her side. Um, but I just wish people realize like, this isn't hurting women. This is helping victims. Now victims right. know that there's a chance that they can win against their abusers. So mm-hmm. whether you're a man or a woman. Right. And well, cause yeah, cause the other side of it also is that, okay, mm-hmm. even if, Johnny was actually abusive. The thing is, is that, well, technically speaking, in the law, right, you have every right to defend yourself, regardless of whether you're actually guilty or not of doing stuff. So, and the thing is, is that up to, up to, you know, recently, um, and I'm just saying this as somebody who was like never diehard following any of this. So, like, I, I kind of feel like maybe I could sort of represent, you know, general 
public people who weren't actively following this that hard, you know, you, you need to hear both sides of the story, you know, because at the end of the day, none of us were there when any of these things happen. And, you know, so both sides like have the right to present evidence to prove that, you know, what they're saying is what happened. So it's like, well, if everything is like so one-sided on Amber's side, you know, how come Johnny has never been able to try to argue his side of the story either, you know? Because like I said, you know, even if this was at the point of like, it's a criminal case against him, like, you know, he's being charged for domestic violence or whatever. He still has the right to defend himself. So, yeah, you know, what's the deal with that? Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.